Hey guys, uh, this is another field recording where we're recording on lavaliers. We're driving in the car on I-95 headed back to New York City. So please excuse the poor audio quality, but we get into lots of uh, updates and spicy information tagging on from last week's episode. So enjoy. About Ross and Patrick. I don't care. Yeah, like, who cares? They obviously care about themselves, but who else do they care about? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Mm, maybe we'll have a guest or two. The world's going up in flames, so, like, who cares? Who cares? We care. Gross. <laughs> well, everybody, we've got two and a half hours in the car to kill, so <laughs> come along on a journey. Welcome to Who Cares? Hey, honey. Hi, hon. It is kind of weird to be podcasting without looking at you. Yeah, you'll have to really just envision how handsome I am when I speak. I, I guess I didn't think about how strange that would be, actually. <laughs> like, eyes on the road! Right yeah. now you've got your eyes transfixed on a white Ford Fusion. That's right. With uh, Connecticut plates. That's right, we're driving through Old Saybrook currently, uh, about 20 minutes out from New London, where yours truly was a born and and man, we went down memory lane. I just got to look at some old pics of you. Man. I've seen a lot of old pictures of you, but not this particular selection. And there's some classics in there. You were a long, gangly teen, weren't you? I was. I uh, I went through some phases. I was like, I had what they, you know, delightfully call um, baby fat for a long time. And then I think in like eighth or ninth grade, I, you know, I shot up like a bean sprout, like yeah. my mama would say. And um, I also was dancing a lot. I was doing a lot of ballet. Oh. So, um, yeah, I kind of forgot how thin I was. I was seeing those pictures. I was like, Jesus. And you always had gorgeous hair, uh, long hair. That was not gorgeous. I mean, the hair itself was pretty, but the shape of it was not so great. Yeah, you were just like, let me part this down the center and we're done. I, yeah, I, you know, center, side, kept it up, but it was most certainly in the shape of a triangle. <laughs> I I did a center part when I had long hair. Oh, yeah. And oh, man, yeah. it was uh, pretty sad. Uh, so, yeah, we were in uh, New London because, unfortunately, my dear, sweet, sassy AF aunt, Aunt Sue, a.k.a. Susan D. Wheeler, uh, passed away rather suddenly a week ago Thursday. So it's been a little over a week. Uh, you know, she wasn't doing great. She did have two open heart surgeries and a dash of cancer. Uh, but she was just one of those people that was like functioning and living her life and like we always knew that she was like going through some sort of health thing but she was still just like running around town and she was just like our aunt sue who we would like go visit and uh she is my anyway i'll go on to that in a second but she had a heart attack uh, a little over a week ago and so sort of the first passing of somebody that my brother and I have loved and been really close to, uh, where it was really sudden. Um, we just weren't expecting it. Not like a long drawn out illness. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it really caught us off guard. She is not our blood relation, but, um, she's actually who we're closest to because she, uh, was my mom's best friend. Uh, for the past 40 years, she worked at the same school that my mom did that my brother and I both went to. We went to her house for holidays. She was my brother's godmother. Um, and she was my aunt. Yeah, she was your aunt also. Yeah, like I really loved her. Uh, and I only knew her, got to know her for the last seven or eight years. Yeah. Um, but man, what a, what a great person and hilarious woman and... Uh, a real bitch on wheels. Yeah, I didn't a real want to New say England, first. A real New England salty ass bitch on wheels. Yeah. Straight shooter, <laughs> calls it like she sees it. Which I, everything and everybody pathetic. Yep, everything. She's pathetic, we're pathetic, the dogs are pathetic, like... Pathetic. Pathetic. <laughs> and just said with a real 
gusto. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but was, you know, one of those people that would just, she loved helping people and doing things for people, but would do it in that way where it was like, it sounded like it was a nuisance to her. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you knew that like, she loved it at the same time. Like, yeah. she was going to tell you every single option. Like, you'd come into her house, well, I have... You know, I got soda, I got milk, I got water. I do have some treats in this drawer. But you know, if you want something, just go get it. Like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. she's frustrated, but she also like wants to be a host. A really good host with, but who will make you feel like a burden. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just loved. I loved that attitude about her because she's so different from my mom. Like, my mom is very like happy-go-lucky Pollyanna type of Southern woman and Aunt Sue is just like everything's kind of annoying and like no bullshit yeah and that's a great combo because they they were best friends you know yeah. so like where Aunt Sue was salty your mom is very sweet yes and that's kind of a great combo yes they really were an odd couple in physical presence and emotional presence yeah because Aunt Sue was five feet tall and built like a brick house. <laughs> yeah, she's, uh, there's a picture of her next to the word stocky in the, in the dictionary. Um, and you know, she would just, she always was really funny and like direct with me and I felt like I could be the same with her, which... I just really appreciated. Like I knew I could like bust her balls back and she would be okay with it. Yeah. And my mom is a little bit more sensitive with that sort of stuff. Uh, so it felt good to have this other like important woman in my life that I could just really be like busting chops, Yeah. you know? And she was forceful with you in a way that mm -hmm. uh, made your life better too. Like your wedding shower was all because of her and a couple friends. Yeah, right? my bridal shower it was like my mom, Aunt Sue, and friend of the show, Jen Driscoll. Episode who, 17 through 25. Uh, and <coughs> yeah, I mean, even Jen, like who can totally handle collaborating with anybody. And she did with Aunt Sue, but she definitely was just like, so Aunt Sue, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, coming in hot. And I do mean hot because she was drenched in sweat yeah. from running around trying to set up our apartment and making it ready for the bridal shower. They also, like, my mom and her brought, like, an insane amount of food and also, like, extra furniture as if, like, we don't have furniture in our house. Yeah. That Subaru Outback was full to the brim. <laughs> Yeah, it was very sad to see her go, and it was a hard day, but she was remembered fondly, and, uh, you know, a lot of people came because she touched a lot of people, and uh, she also was an incredibly morbid old bag who would make jokes about dying all the time, and... Uh, had planned her entire funeral, had already paid for it, and the obituary was waiting on her computer desktop. Now that's planning ahead. <laughs> so, She's like, I've got to deal with these logistics. So in some ways that actually gives me comfort because I'm like, you know what? Like she, what, she was clearly ready and fine with it yeah. to some degree, yeah. you know? And, um, that has, you know, it can be complicated, but I do believe that to some extent, and that does give me a little bit of peace when I think about her, so. Yeah. She did die, unfortunately, unpredictably and unexpectedly. Uh, was it, is it officially a heart attack? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, my heart goes out to you and your brother and your parents and everyone she knew, because, uh, course you know you don't want to you don't want people to be sick for a long time and no. have to struggle but you also would like to you'd think you'd get a chance to say you know have one last good hang or say yeah. say things you always wanted to say um and you know i i really uh, i just feel for you guys that uh it was it happened the way it did but 
part of the equation too is she was uh, driving her car and uh, picking someone up from their doctor's appointment. Yes. This older woman. A woman who, who's like 10 or 15 years older than Aunt Sue, like in her 80s, who has dementia and was yeah. like, had a doctor's appointment. So Aunt Sue was picking her up from the doctor. Which was a very common thing for her that she was always doing service work in these ways of like helping out her friends here and there throughout the week with with you know picking them up from the doctor or doing deliveries for this food kitchen yeah. and food pantry uh, she did all kinds of stuff like that and um, I don't know it was just it was just really neat to kind of observe at the memorial all these different kind of ripple effect mm-hmm. uh, people that she she just had in her life well it's cool too because like so her and my mom became really close and you know she became our aunt sue really quickly and when we were really young uh she came on some like family trips with us when my dad couldn't come and so she came to mississippi with us a bunch to visit family and it was like also in the most like horrible ways like we drove to mississippi from connecticut with her and my mom and then we took Amtrak for over two days with her and my mom to Mississippi. Oh, my God. So she, like, went on these, like, sojourns with us. And she just always, like, she was really practical. She knew how to plan. She had an amazing sense of direction, which my mother does not have. So it was always, like, you knew you were in, like, good hands with her on board for the trip. Yeah. And, um, and she just, like, she was, like, an authority figure without feeling punishing like we we just would listen to her you know yeah maybe having a non-biological aunt is like the perfect boundary it's like a boundary of some kind where you know she's sort of in charge but she can't really uh tell you what exactly to do yeah but you also have to respect her because she's your mom's best friend uh yeah that's interesting and she always felt like our aunt you know and yeah, it, it just didn't... She knew us better than our other aunts did because she was actually the one that was near us our entire lives. Like, Aunt yeah. Sue knows me, <laughs> you yeah, know, in yeah. a way that my aunts who live in other parts of the country just don't, you know, so... I wonder if she uh, listened to our last episode if she, <laughs> if she would have had that heart attack anyway. <laughs> good transition. <laughs> well, I'm curious. I, I'm legitimately curious, like, a person like her, I assume, would just kind of eye roll the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. You she know? absolutely, which is kind of, I mean, she is an open-minded person in a lot of ways and is very smart, was very smart. Ugh. I hate that past tense switch. Yeah. Um... So I think she's somebody who can hear it, but it's like so off of a tradition and she was like very traditional in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, that was a Catholic mass memorial. <laughs> she loved a Catholic mass. I did try to actually get into it with her once about what she thought about everything that was going on in the Catholic church. And like, I was like, why, you know, why continue to support this establishment that is causing so many people harm and you know I really like laid out the argument and uh, she was just like I like going yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. which unfortunately is the response from a lot of people of that generation yeah uh, but with that said in uh, with her passing we you know we rolled up to that Catholic church the priest was did a great job for a Catholic priest. What'd you think of the, his uh, dandy sidekick? I was wondering about that guy, cause like he had was a, that a sixty-five-year-old altar boy? Yeah. Well, so we, my mom and my brother and I, sang a song per Aunt Sue's funeral request. Oh, was that a, re- a request? She asked my mom to sing it. And my mom was like, "You two that, are doing that this specific with me. song." Yeah. Oh, interesting. Is she? All those readings, she picked them out. She curated her. She own curated funeral. the funeral. 
So she asked my mom to sing the song on Eagle's Wings, and my mom and my brother and I, my brother played the guitar, and my mom and I sang it. We went up there to the uh, choir loft, and the uh, one of the women in the chorus called the guy at the altar the something servant? Man-servant. Man Man, like pool boy. I think she said pool boy. Yeah, she's like, can, can we bring the Catholic pool boy in? I mean, to be fair, he was like probably in his 50s or 60s, so there was no uh, Henry, disgusting thing. Bring going your on. skimmer, bring your skimmer, pool boy. Uh, and <coughs> then we sang, Oh, here we go. I don't remember the words. I was. La, 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 la. Uh, I desperately wanted to sing it in the voice of the band Creed, but yeah. my mom insisted that I sing it serious. How did it sound in Creed Creed language? I was just doing it. Oh, okay. Here, 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 like that. <laughs> you just you sing all the vowels, no consonants. Yeah, you don't you don't pronounce consonants. Um, but yeah. So that was a thing. That I was sang, very nice. I sang in a church as if I'm not going to just like... church. As if I'm not just going to like go up in flames the moment yeah, I walk well, in the door. When you did walk in, the heat started to rise quickly. You know what? I think that's a testament to the fact that it's all a bunch of BS. Because if all of those things were true, I really would be burning up in that church. And if you didn't spontaneously burn up, the people would just collect you, like hold you down, tie you to a, yeah, tie you to a cross and just burn you at the stake. Which trial style? <laughs> anyway, Aunt Sue would be telling me to shut up and stop at Ross Aaron, or Ari as she used to call me, going on this um, heathenistic little riff that we're doing here. Our, our life, you mean, is a, is a riff? Uh, no, I just meant like talking about the church in, a, oh, yeah, in an yeah. ill way. Yeah, my, yeah, our whole life is a, hed, a hedonistic riff, certainly, but... Um, Welcome to the stage, everybody, the hedonistic riffs! Oh, Get that whammy bar going. So, yeah. Life we've, and death. We've been with family... Uh, it's Father's Day today. It's Father's Day today. We've had a lot of, I mean, I'm so sorry again for your loss, but it did lead to a lot of good quality time with your family. It did. It was so nice Thursday night when we arrived late, and, or no, not late, in the no, daytime. Like five or six. Uh, but then hearing you and your brother and mom rehearsing upstairs the song and your brother playing guitar and the house is just full of this music and me and your dad hanging out watching the news with Peggy and... Peggy getting to meet her cousin Sheila. To <laughs> Sheila's uh, chagrin. It's just like, it, uh, you know, I love your parents' house, and it's just nice to be there with you all and yeah. kind of take a back seat and watch the Dave and Ross show a little bit. <laughs> it's just always nice. Well, I'm glad you appreciate the Dave and Ross show. Some people didn't. Oh. <laughs> um... Yeah, you know, my brother's still kind of going through it, so there, it was a good bro and sis hang, and uh, my parents and my brother and I, you had to take off after the funeral, so then it was just like as if we were back in the 90s and it was only the four of us in the house. Yeah. Except we had two dogs, like my brother and I had always dreamed of, but now we were bringing them into the family in our 30s. Yeah. Uh, so... We had a really nice lunch. Is that the rain? I the sound? I, heard, I thought I heard, like, crickle crackle. Oh, I wonder. Anyway, sorry. Sorry, everyone. Oh, it's probably the crate in the back. Um, and we don't have our dog in the crate. The dog, Peggy, is not in a full donut position, but she's in the back seat snoozing. Snoozing. It's her first big road trip to Granny's house. Yep, and she did great. She was loving the outdoors and having a lawn to play in. Yeah. Uh, so, what was I saying? Uh, 
Dave. Uh, oh yeah, so Family Affair yesterday oh, since you weren't in town. It was a 90s weekend. We were literally just watching Martin on the way <laughs> out. Which Your mom was like I was like, "What do you watch?" She's like, "Oh, I'm watching Martin. It's a Shanae episode. <laughs> Got to watch." Which a uh, little known fact, Martin huge hit in the Martino household. Yeah. My dad loves Martin. And what was the other one you guys were talking about the other day? Living Li- single? Living single. Which Who was that? I think I, came on after Martin. I, I felt too scared to say, oh, I'm not familiar with that one. That was a Queen Latifah vehicle. Okay, yes. Yeah, so. Where her and her three other friends were living in a 90s kind of world and they were glad that they got their girls. That's the theme song? That's part of it, yes. Uh, so, yeah, we support African-American television. <laughs> since, um, since 92. Uh, so, yeah, we went out to lunch. We took my dad and my mom out to lunch, my brother and I, and uh, in beautiful downtown New London, which is on the water, and... Uh, then we went to go see the Elton John biopic, A Rocket Man. He's a rocket man. Which I loved. I loved Living it. On before. It was much better than Bohemian Rhapsody, I think. He's a rocket man. Hey, <laughs> let's not, oh, let's you're right. not over-criticize Bohemian Rhapsody. Let me Rhapsody not tarnish the memory of Because <laughs> that's the best thing about Aunt Sue. <laughs> In That's her not the best thing. Last life, last year of her life, she became obsessed with Quine. Quine. And the film Bohemian Rhapsody. She went to see the movie how many times? Twenty-seven plus times. In the theater every time? I no, I don't think every time, but I think she did go to the theater like at least ten times, and then finally like got a copy of it so that she could watch it at home. So she probably spent. At least two to three hundred dollars on yes. going to see that movie repeatedly. She probably spent upwards of a thousand dollars on like seeing it and like buying Queen related Soundtracks. stuff. Yeah. She uh, was listening to the music nonstop. I mean, I assume she was into them back in the no, day. No, she wasn't. That's what she. That's why it was like this whole thing because she just like didn't discover them back in the day, and uh, so this was like her her first experience of like really falling in love with them and she was telling my mom that she never she never felt like she had like a a pop star obsession when she was growing up as a teenager and uh this felt like that time for her so that does feel like really special that she had that at the end of her life you know it really brought her so much joy her and my dad my dad went to go see it three times the first time with me then with my mom, and then with Aunt Sue. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, I, I still haven't seen it. I, I should go and do it in remembrance of Aunt Sue. I'll watch it with you. We can uh, watch it on HBO or something. But yeah, y'all had family day, went to the movies. I had it was to, great. I drove back to New York for a gig. Uh, so you're giving a, a high recommendation for Rocketman. I thought it was great. Uh, I think there's a big difference when the person you are making the movie about is involved in the making of the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder if he was, like, a producer or... Uh, well, supposedly he handpicked the guy that or played did he, him. did he do the stunts? Maybe he did all the stunts? <laughs> he came in, he did the stunts. He's like, hello, I'm 65 <laughs> and pudgy. I, I really do love an Elton John, my God. I mean, so many great songs. Ugh! So good. We'll have to put it on after we're done recording. Well, we might need to watch The Bachelor, hon, because we've been holding on to oh, that. Oh, yes. So, Patrick and I have a probably dangerous tradition of one of our phones is doing directions and the other is putting on something terrible like The Bachelor. But Reality only, TV. Only if it's like an episode we haven't, that we would typically watch together that we haven't gotten around to. Why did to. we fucking watch Nailing It the other day? Because I forgot and you were like passed out. Yeah, I was and I was like, put, and I was like, put on nailing it. Well, nailed it. Nailing it was our show, hun. Yeah, we had nailing it before <laughs> nailed it exists. Okay, oh my go God. on YouTube, people. We're gonna start sharing those videos on our Instagram. Yeah, we should do that. There's some good classics on there, especially the Pride episode. Now it is Pride Month. That's true. Happy Pride, everybody! It's Mid Pride Month. I hope you're you're really getting laid out there. Um. <laughs> Even though it's not just about fucking, it's to be clear. No, it's about civil rights. Research the Stonewall riots, police brutality, Pride Month, 
Marsha P. Johnson. Okay? Get educated. Go to school. Um, speaking of nailing it, though, not nailed it, uh... My brother, when you still weren't back in Connecticut yet, told me that I was trying to get them to watch Nailed It, the funny baking show. Mm -hmm. And my brother was like, by the way, I just watched all of the Nail and It's in a row the other night. (laughs) He just watched all of those episodes. Wow. And he was like... Even the fashion one? He watched all of them. He said he started from the beginning and just watched the whole thing. And he was like, I don't know. I just, like, ended up there and just committed to the whole thing. He was like, it was a really great show. It deserved to keep going. He loves a YouTube rabbit hole. He does love it. He loves clips. Well, one day we'll bring back Nailing It. Once we once once people start listening to this podcast, then we have a whole thing. We'll we'll have to we'll have to have a video component. <sighs> Sounds exhausting. But we'll have to <laughs> change the name. Sounds exhausting. Yeah, but, but, um, maybe we can hire somebody to play me. Well, you and I hosting on camera together might be a lot of fun, though. That's true. Whenever you're involved in, like, a duo situation, I feel much better because I'm like, oh, he's going to do the heavy lifting. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, podcasts, you're... video, webisodes, threesomes, whenever I'm involved. Hey, that's right. Heavy lifting. It helps you. Heavy dicking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I like that this podcast went from heartfelt in memoriam to pure perversion. It us, you know? Yeah. You never know what you're going to get on this podcast. So if you're still listening, you know that now. (laughs) If you're still listening, you haven't shut off this nightmare. I mean, I like that I I, I saw my, I spent some good quality time with my Uncle Tommy the other day. And oh, yeah. He said, yeah, I, I like to listen, but whenever I get the sense that it's going to be TMI, I, I change the channel, which I appreciate. And then he basically told me that my mom and, and the rest of their siblings all have the same uh, sentiment. And uh, that makes me happy because um, TMI is my middle name. It's Patrick, tough. Timothy, Michael... Ian Holbert. <laughs> that is your real middle name, right? Yeah. They gave you all three? Yeah, Catholic. Um, I'm not Catholic. No, you weren't raised Catholic. What were you raised? Methodist. Methodist. And what is that? It's like a chill Protestant. Okay. A lot of Koreans love the Methodist church. What makes it chill? Do you know? They're just like not, you know, like there's not like... Um, confession or like there's no punishment aspect oh, yeah. Does of it. Prod- are, is being Protestant, do they have confession and stuff? No, not usually. It's maybe maybe some of them because there are, I'm trying to think of like what the most similar to Catholicism Protestant branch would be. Um, Who knows? Really sure. It's all a bunch of fucking bullshit anyway because fucking Protestantism was created by one of those kings that was just like hey, I want I want to do this differently, I think. I think that's the story. I think it's like... uh, Yeah, well, because the Italian King Henry, he, like, didn't... He wanted to be, like, excused from his marriage, I think. And... Oh, yeah, there's all that, too. But I think that's when the Church of England, a.k.a. Protestantism... Is that how you say it? Am I saying it right? Sure. Protestantism? Prostates. Stay tuned for more. Uh, if you're a Protestant, un- you're, you're a prostate. <laughs> and people like to stimulate prostates, you know, so. Stay tuned for more um, poor historical retellings of things from the past. Yeah. Here on the Who Cares podcast. Because let me tell you, you know what I'm basing my information on? The show The Tudors. Well, but, <laughs> but in general, I want to say. I want to come out and say I love church. Oh wow! I love I love going to church in whatever form it takes. You know why? I love a wedding. I love a long mass for a memorial. I like a wedding that involves a mass. I like to sit in some fucking peace and quiet. And church seems to be one of the last places you can go and do that. I suppose. And like the other day when the memorial started like I was just like really basking in that like oh my god it's so nice and quiet and you can (laughs) kind of hear people shifting in their seats and it's like a hundred people in one space like enjoying quiet together before the service starts and then of course we get a phone ringing (laughs) it's like bing 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 
Yeah, it was like an alarm clock ring. Yeah, and of course it's an old person who has to rustle through a fucking... 80 gallon sack and you know, to find the phone. And you know they're gonna look at the phone first to see who's calling before, before they, they silence it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just, you know, I know technology advanced so quickly. I just go to the library, folks. You know, I know we have a, a, a geriatric portion of our audience. Yes. Uh, we just want you to go to the library and take a computer class. You know? Just take a class. There's actually a great episode of High Maintenance where they show um, older people taking iPhone classes mm-hmm. together, and the teacher tells one of the, one of the older people, "You don't have to lick your finger before you touch the screen." <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so yeah, I like church. I, I like going to church around the holidays. To, I, I love hearing my sister sing in church. I like hearing my mom sing in church. It's just very nice, you know? I I understand why you think it's nice. I just, uh, I just don't really... I'm not capable of compartmentalizing. You can't separate the art from the artist. I really can't. Uh... I find that there are other places to sit quietly that um, don't, you know, persecute people. And <laughs> how about how about where we went to that meeting in New Pulse? Like the church had the big pride flag hanging off the porch. Sure, I mean, there's definitely churches out there. Like that was a Methodist church, by the way. Oh, that's cool. I know, I know that there are good Christians and open-minded Christians and don't have, like, the history of the Catholic Church, like, plaguing them. So, I'm not saying all churches, all Christians, any religion is bad. Of course not. But, um, there are places that don't affect me quite so much, uh, in a negative way. Um, yeah. internally and emotionally <laughs> that... Uh, I can sit and get peace and quiet. So, yeah. but you know, that's just, it's also my, you know, I went to some Unitarian masses and those were like really moving for me because they felt so different from any experience I had at the Catholic church, which just always felt so stiff. Yeah. And they were very inclusive and yeah. And they're like completely social, liberal social justice. Yeah. It's like liberal leftist church basically. Um, but with all of that said, this mass for Aunt Sue uh, felt not nearly as stuffy as the Catholic elementary school that I went to. The priest was, like, very well-spoken. He was very engaged. Uh, and, you know, maybe he's, like, a good guy trying to right some wrongs of the yeah. church. Who knows? You know? Yeah, I really liked him. What the fuck's gotta, going on up there? We got a Volvo... <laughs> Uh, wait, first of all, I just noticed on the GPS, uh, uh, what, a notification came up that said traffic is getting worse. Great. Uh, which is just never a good sign. 95 on a Sunday can really be a I know. pain in the anus, you know? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I liked, I liked that priest. Oh yeah, this does not look good. <laughs> <laughs> there are lots of hot red spots coming up on the Google Maps, y'all. So. Google Maps got herpes over here. Oh. We know, we know how it feels, buddy. Uh, so yeah, we. That's what we've been up to the past few days. We're headed back to New York now for a couple days, and then we're gonna go back to Connecticut and stay at my parents' house, which we, we had been planning prior to this unfortunate event. Um, for like a little vacation while my parents are out of town. To play house. We're going to play, play house. house in my childhood home, go to the beach, walk the dog, cook some meals. Uh, Eddie Mraz is supposed to come hang out with us for a Episode couple days. Episode 32. Uh, <laughs> I'm just guessing. We must be getting close to 50 episodes. This oh, we might are. be 48 yeah. right now. No, I think this is 48. We're coming up. Wow. Man, y'all, an anniversary is upon us. Yeah. Uh, so that's what's cooking and shaking, and uh, we're still, you know, getting some feedback from friends about last week's coming out. Come on out, baby. Come on over. Come on over, baby. I was told by 
a couple people that it was the episode they had been waiting for. Oh. Um, and those are people that also knew that about us, but I think that uh, us talking about it so candidly um, felt like a pressure relief valve yeah, in yeah. some way, you know? I talked to my brother on the phone, and the general tone of the call felt like uh, a mixture of, like, well, I'm not surprised, and also, like, <laughs> who gives a shit? Yeah. Which is nice. That's a nice way to feel. He's like, you two? Yeah, I know you're a couple of freaks. I saw your wedding invitation. It's nice to be received and seen in that way. Um, that was I- hilarious. I'm sorry, side note. The other day, while we're, like, sitting at Aunt Sue's, like, um, uh, what do you call it? Reception afterwards. And you said something to my dad. He had said something to you, and you were like, oh, I feel seen. And he, like, didn't know what that meant. Oh, yeah, Because of that, it's very, like, recovery therapy language. (laughs) What was it about? I forget what we connected on. Something about me. He said something about me being a nightmare. We we connected on something very specific, and, uh, yeah, we had to... I just thought that was so funny that, like, this language that we're so used to using, like, he was like, what do you mean? Yeah. I was like, come on, man. Like, you know, emotionally seen, bro. And then Jonesy said, oh, I thought you were saying, and seen. I know. I'm like, everyone, <laughs> like, she's doing theater interpretations. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, Flanders Fish Market. That was, a, that was a good hang. It was a good hang. Good it food, was... good friends. Southeastern Connecticut, everyone. It's lovely. Yeah. Uh, I definitely, you know, I'm doing the quintessential thing of appreciating it more the older I get. I certainly loved walking our sweet little girl Peggy around. Yeah. Out in the nice green grass. We brought her down to the beach for the first time. She rolled around in sand and like a dumb idiot didn't understand that by trying to rub the sand off of her face in the sand. That, wasn't gonna work. that wasn't a thing that works. It's going to make the sand exponentially worse. <laughs> it's like a metaphor for life. You get yourself into trouble and you're like, or, or, or addiction maybe. It's like, I drink too much, I get into trouble, makes me feel bad, so I drink more to not feel yes, bad. Yes. But then it just increases she the She was problems. really teaching us a lesson, wasn't she? Yeah, she's like a little tick not Han over here. Oh, look at you. I don't know why I went for him. Wow, it just popped in your head, huh? Yeah, you ever read Tick Not Han? The Miracle uh, of Mindfulness? I I think I, I recognize the name and I yeah, like I definitely recognize the name in the the book, but I don't know if I've actually read it. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, And this dumb bitch, we also let her off leash to see if she could handle it. Turns out we can't handle it. Yeah, the emotional (laughs) turmoil. The emotional turmoil of seeing your dog tear off around the bend to unknown places with a road nearby is pretty scary. Luckily, she came right back. uh, And... She's also just not trained enough because she wasn't just, like... She was so excited to be able to just, like, run like crazy that she was not responding to us immediately. I don't think it was like, oh, I want to run away, but just like, I can't believe I have this freedom! Yeah. (laughs) So we put her back on the leash. Yeah. (laughs) We're like, okay, too soon. Now we know. Um, So anyway... Pack to coming out because it's Pride Month and we're coming out. Ow. I wonder if there's going to be any poly floats in the Pride Parade. That would be so annoying. I think people hate poly people. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's true. Like, get like, over yourselves. You like, need a float too? Well, there's like kink floats and stuff during the Pride Parade. It's, like, not to say uh, it's on par with the same, like, coming out, but I think it is just about, like, living your truth, and there is a queerness to polyamory, you know, that it's, like, still this sort of taboo thing. Just the alternative, embracing the alternative. Yeah. And accepting the alternative. Yeah. Or, Or, I guess by being on a float, you're saying to the world... This is how we roll. Could you please accept us? We would like to feel accepted. And there's a lot of, you know, discourse around uh, 
you know, the... The biology of monogamy. Well, and the heteronormativity of gay couples now. Oh, yeah. You know, that it's, like, becoming so normalized that it's, like, losing that queer edge, you know? And, and still that they're... Because being straight and monogamous is still the thing we're all supposed to be the recipe we're supposed to follow correct uh, like the, the family still, tree like, like even if you're gay and you're coming out it's like there is still this element of like kind of falling in line with that thing even though you're not straight yeah like it you know like we've seen some like gay weddings and stuff where it was like the most straight seeming wedding ever yeah like well I think for some uh, gay couples perhaps they kind of crave the the kind of like I just want to fit in like everyone else feeling sure so we're gonna we're gonna do it this way and hopefully people will just accept us for who we are because we're we're playing the roles and this might all be subconscious obviously but that's where I'm saying the argument is like do you only want those things so that you feel like you can fit in because you haven't felt like you could fit in your whole life like because there is a standard that is unrealistic for so much of us you know as opposed to just having this wide variety of options of how your life can look you know but if you do want your life to look like that and that's what you want in your heart, then that's great. Sure, sure. I think it's just about, it's like anything. It's just about being like, am I choosing this thing or am I just falling in line? Yeah. You know? And uh, that's, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking of my own like wedding experience of, I think I, I was like heavily affected by the uh, wedding industrial complex and the uh, idea that you should have a wedding, you should get married, you should have. Hun, I hate that we got married. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah, well, now, yeah, I'm like curious where you're going with this. I'm just saying that I think I, I wonder how I would have responded if, like, the idea of having like a proper wedding had not been shoved down my throat since the moment I was conscious. Yeah. You know. Um, like I loved our wedding. It was amazing. But there's still, like, I still have that thought sometimes where I'm just like, I wonder if, like, I really wanted to get married or I just, it felt like something I had to do. Yeah. You know? And I'm very happy that we are, but I'm just speaking in a more esoteric way. Well, yeah. Are you saying, like, you wonder if you wanted to be married or if you wanted to have a wedding? Or a little of both. A little of both. Or, and just, like, be a bride, you know? Like, it's just all those things It's that, because I'm the type of person that I am, that I question traditional things and a traditional way of life all the time because I'm just like, no, don't shove that down my throat. Like, I just wish all of these things felt like more conscious choices to us as opposed to yeah. just, like, social programming is basically what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. And then being sort of caught somewhere in the middle of me like, is this social programming or do I want this? I can't tell where one begins and the other ends. Yeah. And some people don't give a shit about that. And that's cool. And I'm not like, like, that sounds nice <laughs> to have that peace of mind. But I get um, caught up in those sorts of thought loops yeah. a lot. Well, I think I, for me personally, I think I tried to articulate this kind of uh, metaphor in couples therapy once where it's like, we have this life together, like we met and now we built this life together as if we went to the beach and we built like the perfect camp on shore, you know, like we've got our umbrella, we've got our coolers, like our blankets laid out, like that's our life, that's our marriage and marriage is like maybe the blanket or marriage is something that kind of really makes our plot in the sand like ours you know yes and we have decided that we can kind of go play in on the beach with other people and Mm -hmm. go for swims and like you know go offshore a little bit but like for me it's important to like remember that my camp is still there and like my life is still there and it will be there 
uh, and we have we have to tend to it. Mm-hmm. We kind of have to keep an eye on it. One of us could be at the shore, and we're like, "You've gone too far. <laughs> Come back in." Yeah, yeah. D- 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 don't have sex yet. You just ate. <laughs> Uh, you don't have sex 45 minutes after eating. You know this. You'll yeah, drown. Yeah. <laughs> and like me, I think I... I think I... Uh, you know, I prefer to keep pretty close to shore and keep an eye on things. And uh, that makes me feel comfortable. Um, I hope nothing so, I'm saying is making you think that I'm like, I wish we hadn't gotten married. Because that's not what I'm saying at all. No, I know. I, okay. I, I guess I'm just saying, like, the tradition of getting married, for me, is just a very practical thing. It's like, that's, you're my wife, and this is our family. Uh, we have a dog tur. Peggy, uh, you're our dog tur. So, like, we, we have to, you know, we just, we just have to stay together now. <laughs> well, I plan on it. And listen, I am so grateful that you are my husband and I hope you know that. I'm just, you know, I'm a little bit of a, um, like feminist, skeptic, bitch on wheels, don't tell me what to do, hate authority type of gal, you know? So, but you do that. Yeah, exactly. Like I, (laughs) I've always known, like, if I, if I wanted to be the kind of husband that really like feels like they now own their wife like you are the wrong person to propose to you endanger her that's a line from ghost Whoopi goldberg says uh, it an iconic it's part of gay canon huh oh you endanger her <laughs> <laughs> um well now that we've just sorted through that we just renewed our vows everybody yeah that's how we did just driving through New Haven, stuck in traffic, neither of us looking at each other. Peggy passed out in the back with a nasty stick. Yeah. Vows renewed. Oh, she's in full donut now. Oh my God, well, I gotta get a picture of this. we're at a stop, so I'm gonna take a look. Oh, Peggy. Don't, don't get her excited, I wanna take a picture. And oh, we're not stopping Whoops, I better go. Um, Peggy and I had some really good cuddles this weekend. Grade A cuddles. Grade A cuddles. She also was doing some bullshit where she was waking up very early and having an identity crisis, staring at herself in the mirror and barking. Yeah. Well, it's hard to know who you are without knowing what you look like. (laughs) That's true. That is deep, man. Well, she was having like a Rene Descartes moment. What? Oh my God, my hun is dropping decor. Yeah, she's like, I bark, therefore I am, you know? I mean, that's kind of true, man. Look at all these food trucks, y'all. Shit. I was going to say something important, and then you were like... Sorry. What about my dog? (laughs) About marriage and... Yeah, but what was I going to say? Openness and anarchy and making our own rules. Like, yes, we're married, but we're making our own rules, baby. Oh, I don't know. None of that was helpful. (laughs) Yeah, they didn't really conjure anything. I thought maybe something would pop in your head as I was recounting. Uh, Um, hmm. Anyway. Well, should we wrap up? How long have we been talking? Uh, 49 minutes, I believe. No, only 47. I mean, they've probably had enough of us, right? Anything else? Have you had enough? Call in. Call in. We'd love to know. Oh, we um, got to shout out Rachel Scantrianos. We, uh, were, I was texting pictures of you and her as children oh. today. She, she, uh, she gave us uh, appreciation hands emojis. Are those appreciation? What, like the hands up? The like the what would you not call that? Not prayer hands. No, uh, they're not prayer hands. But celebration it's like, hands. Yes, like. YMCA hands. Like hallelujah to the sky. Yes, hallelujah Let's hands. say Let's say hallelujah, Shangela ha- style. Hallelujah hands. Hallelujah hands. On your Instagram post about last episode. Yeah, and you know, I will say thank you to our friends and family and listener and friends we don't know yet yeah. uh, for listening and supporting us and giving us feedback. Uh, it means a lot. And... We hope to talk about this 
kind of stuff more. Like I know that I definitely want to have, you know, other couples on that are open and sex educators and people that, you know, are sort of like in the world of sex positivity and inclusivity and talk about this stuff a little bit more. Yeah. So if you have anybody in mind that you think we should chat with, please uh, hit us up on Instagram. Yes. Who.cares.podcast. Yes. Who.cares.podcast on Instagram. Uh, That's really the only form. Of course, we would love... A rate, review, and subscribe. We haven't badgered you for that in a while. Oh, so, yeah, that helps a lot. Um, please, please, please give us a rate, review, and subscribe. Tell a friend. Be like, I know this couple that are off the rocker, and they'd love for you to listen to their podcast. They're funny, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and just a quick shout-out to our sponsors, uh, Quinnipiac School of Education <laughs> and um, Carvana, Conveniently Convenient Car Buying, uh, and Pez, uh, the Pez Visitor Center. <laughs> I'm just now naming billboards I'm seeing we on the We also have the Athenian Diner. They're open 24 hours. Easy off, easy on, Milford, Connecticut. <laughs> That's right. Exit 39 a.m. They're everybody. like, please don't mention this like, podcast again. Easy off, easy on, talking about my dick. Woo! I'd say that's true. Because it's that's small. Because it's small. No. Uh, easy switch to Geico, everybody. That's our other sponsor. We did save $200 on Geico. So yeah. we're yeah. happy to uh, take them on as a sponsor if, Geico, you're listening. Um, honey, anything should you want to shout I, out? Should I try to call my dad oh, on yes, speakerphone yes. for Father's Day? That was the other thing you but wanted to But then what if try? he picks up and then and we get him to record he's recorded and then he listens to the podcast and he finds out he knows nothing about his son (laughs) well your dad has a flip phone for one correct yeah so i think the chances of him listening to this are all right let's just give him a shot and see uh the phone's being very odd uh low service in this area and like none of my contacts are loading up i had it on airplane mode Oh, I boy. thought we were getting interference. He was emotionally on inter- airplane mode and put his phone on airplane mode. This is so weird that the, there's no contacts in my list. Well. No, keep talking. We're going to do this. I think it's just like loading still. Uh, where are we right now? Uh, Sawmill Road, everybody. We're in Connecticut still. I think we're approaching... Uh, still got two more hours of driving Har- ahead Harford of us. Hartford or Stamford right now. Um, and here's an interesting... Oh, not Hartford. That's a little bit north. Yeah, yeah. We don't go through Hartford. That's totally out of our way. Uh, we go along the coast, southwest, uh, towards New York from New London. Um, but here's the thing. I mean, so tonight... I'm going to go hang out with another partner of mine, and you're, like, fine with me doing that after a weekend together. And, you know, we talk about it. We make sure the other person's okay with it. Uh, And so I'm going to go hang out with this other person for a few hours, and then I'll come home, take a whore's bath, and get in bed with you, hon. Wow. You know what? You know what? Hose off outside before you come in the house. That's a good point. Yeah, maybe I'll go up to the roof. Yeah. <laughs> Just dump a bucket of cold water over me. And, me. and make it holy water. Scream, I go to church now. Scream punishment. <laughs> you love- I love church. You're out there fucking other men. I know. You're like, what a dichotomy, huh? Which you tr- you were going to maybe go see another person that you see this evening, but she was occupied. So instead you may go see a comedy show. Yeah, have a real loser's date out by myself. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, well, maybe one day if we're You had a date with your other gal before we went to Connecticut. Listen, <laughs> maybe if we're comfortable, we will get into the mechanics of how all this works. But this is, that's it? Put a pin in I it? I think that's a good spot for now. I'm calling my dad. <laughs> Cork it. I said nothing. It's ringing. You have it on speaker? Yep. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it. I'll 
try to cup it so that it goes in your direction a little bit. This is the moment when I actually hope it goes to voicemail and I can just say something nice on voicemail. That, that would be nice. Parents, man. It's, it's looking good. Hard. <laughs> My dad has a secretary. At the tone, That's please record your message. Who is that? When you finished recording, you uh, may hang up or no. press one for I'll more options. In a second. To leave a callback number, press five. Hey, Dad, just calling with Ross to say Happy Father's Day. Hey, Paulie. We love you very, very much. I uh, miss you. And uh, would love to chat. We're in the car for another couple hours here, driving back to the city. Um, you are are the best, and I was uh, talking a lot about you this week. And uh, yeah, just hope you're doing great. And I would love to visit soon. And uh, happy Father's Day. Um, call me back when you get a chance. Love you. Bye. Uh, I was talking about you a lot. Uh, I'm, I hung up the phone. I'm talking about you a lot because I've been telling a story about you on stage uh, that went really well last night. Oh, good. Um, but yeah, I gotta, I gotta talk to. So all, it was a storytelling show, and it was about families. And I told this funny story about something that happened to me and my dad. And uh, I, for years now, I've been like, I need to interview him to see if he remembers this incident, which has gotten me to think about the all the. Yeah, the, the porno tape that got stuck in the VCR, and uh, now there's all these things. I'm like, I should just interview him. Like, I interviewed people for a living for 13 years, and like, well, it's he's, probably your aversion to it to some degree, right? I don't know, but he's like the most fascinating person in my life, just because he's the person I return back to in my head all the time. Mm. And I'm just like, I wonder, I wonder this about him, or I wonder that, and it's like. I should just do it, and last night at this show, there was uh, six of us total performing, and um, I think every single story had some aspect involving the relationship between child and parent, mm -hmm. and uh, it was just so, um, I was just so deeply affected by it, and this one woman told this hilarious story about how she, uh, as a teenager, became like a prolific shoplifter like Ooh. she would just shoplift so much and her father was in the hospital dying of cancer and when he actually passed away she was on like a run you know like she was like at a store just like oh. stealing all this stuff and, oh my god and she was just saying like it was just all about this beautiful i mean it was a it's a beautiful story and you know uh it just really got me thinking like yeah like you know time marches on and uh, mm. you know I have a lot of things I would love to talk to him about and I think doing it in a video format might be a good way to just like mm -hmm. kind of give a give some kind of purpose to it or some kind of because when you're when you're interviewing somebody and there's a camera involved it just empowers you to like ask whatever you want and, uh, and like keep things moving too like yeah, and like maybe not even not give up as easily on the conversation too. Yeah, and it's just something I've talked to. I mean, I've actually the first time I ever talked about this was probably fifteen or more years ago. I remember my brother, sister, and I sat down our uncle Richie, and we interviewed him. And then I did we did that with my grandma, and uh, so glad we did those sessions. And uh, yeah, now I'm just like, why not? Why not? Put my dad in the hot seat. Um, Paul, get in the hot seat. Welcome to your 60 minutes. <laughs> He's like, interview. I did not ask for this. <laughs> I'm Morley Safer, and you are my dad. <laughs> uh, all right, well, happy Father's Day. Congrats to all the dads and all the grads. Also, uh, obviously, not everyone has a father or has a good relationship with their father. So happy daddy so, day. Say, ha say happy daddy to your daddies. <laughs> or just like happy self-care day. Like yeah. I hope you're taking good care of yourself and, uh, you know, not letting the celebration of other people's dads get you too down and, uh, and knowing that like 
you're still loved and you have other people in your life, even if they're not your dad. Yeah. Um, but also happy father's day and, uh, we love you, right? Yeah. We love everybody so much. Anybody that's listening until this part of the show. We love we you. Fucking love you. Like you're committed and we appreciate you. And wherever you are right now, if you're listening to your AirPods, or your paw pads, or your earbuds, <laughs> your headphones, you're on the train, you're on a plane, you're in a car, you're gonna have a great day. You're gonna have a great day. It's all gonna be fine. Just breathe. <laughs> and we love you. You're so loved. And our path to healing uh, excursion at Kripalu uh, met details on that to follow. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, one little riff I wanted to go on. Great weekend with Peg at your family's house. She had a, quite an effect on everybody. Your whole family in front of our eyes, they got pegged. They- <laughs> your whole family. She's, she got pegged, pegged the whole family. They got pegged all weekend long. That's true. We got pegged as a group. It was really yeah, group pegging. special. Wow. Don't Lube. worry, we were safe. Lube it up. Uh, until next time. Look or... at this nerd who just started driving over there. Oh Let's man, see. ten and two, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that kid is uptight. Should we show him Peggy so he can get pegged? Hello. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Maybe that's the ending. It's me being like, bang, 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 bang. <laughs>